Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, a.k.a. Mental Illness from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You know where to find me at. I also have a podcast, too. If this is your first time seeing my face, I am a diagnosed narcissist. I have narcissistic personality disorder. I've been in psychotherapy for the last almost four years. It is my cross to bear. I'm working. Um, the point of my entire channel is to bring awareness to narcissistic personality disorder and the, you know, validate the survivors and the of the abuse that comes along with it sometimes. Today's episode is going to be about the overly open. <laughs> The open, honest narcissist. The narcissist that is overly honest in the beginning of a relationship. And this could not just apply to narcissists. This could just apply to toxic, manipulative people overall. So sometimes in a relationship, at the beginning of a relationship, when you are dealing with a narcissist, they will be love bombing you. You know, the love bomb, the idealization where they're giving you everything you want, need, can imagine. Every, you know, making you feel like you're the most important person in the world. So a lot of times during this stage... A narcissist will slip some truth in there. It will slip a huge red flag right in front of your face really, really fast. And that red flag is the open honesty that they have been toxic in previous relationships, that they have been lying and cheating and manipulating people in previous relationships. And that they have been, you know, sometimes violent in previous relationships. Because one of the things I hear, you know, <clears throat> when I'm doing my one on ones, another thing I hear is like, um, they told me, I mean, he told me, most of people I talk to are women, but some men too. But they told me, um, they told me that they cheated on their ex and that's why the, the last relationship ended. And I was like, in, in my mind, I'm just like, why did you not, how was that not a red flag for you? How was them telling you, hey, I cheated on my ex a lot, a, not a red flag? It's because you were blinded by the love bombing because you don't think it will happen to you. A lot of times you get in a situation where you are the new supply or the next person. And you can't imagine that person doing that to you. Oh, my goodness. They were honest with me. Well, at least they're honest with me about it. So I know I know this type of stuff. You know what I mean? I know it now. So I, so since I know it now, um, I won't expect them to do it to me because why would they tell me the truth right now? That means they don't plan on doing it to me. Now, I, hear that, like, yeah, I, I promise you I've heard this so many times. Like I've probably almost done 430 one-on-ones. And that's a common theme. They're just like, look. They told me they were cheating. You know, they openly told me that they were cheating on their ex. And, you know, uh, sometimes they're cheating on the ex with Jews. <laughs> sometimes you are the, the, you are the, uh, the person they're having an affair with, the mistress or the, uh, what's the male version of a mistress? The uh, the male version of a mistress. Sometimes you are the person that they're cheating with. You know what I mean? So you already know what they are about. You know that they're, they have the ability to cheat and they do it a lot. And they've been open and honest with you, but you don't think it will happen to you. That's one of the themes I hear so much. I didn't think that they would do it to me. Why not? We got to stop. Look, I know one of, this is one of the things I see. Here comes the rant edition, y'all. This is one of the things I see so much right there is the fact that people don't think that they're too good for somebody to do something to them. I'm better than the last person you were with. The last person you were with was not was not as equipped as I am to handle you. So I can handle you. I can keep you under control. I'm going to satisfy you in every single way I possibly can. That way you won't go out and cheat on me. Eh, still cheat on. 
do exactly everything you look you will literally do everything you can in your power to keep that person happy and it won't be enough when you are dealing with a narcissist there is never enough you just can't you you can't out love whatever trauma if there was a trauma you can't out love the trauma that created that person you can't out love that person never had boundaries growing up you can't out love the fact that that person was never told no growing up you can't out love that stuff you can't out love the person was never disciplined growing up. You can't out love it. You want to apply too much love and uh, too much, you, you want to try to out love some stuff. I'm an empath. I'm going to out love it. I, I just have, I just pick up on people's feelings. The, your empath, the empathy that you have in you will be turned around and weaponized because you're giving too much empathy to people who don't deserve it. I know I go on these rants all the time, y'all, and I'm just like, y'all have the ability to love. You keep saying narcissists can't love, but you take your love, you waste it on somebody else. You take your empathy. Narcissists don't have empathy. You're soulless creatures. But you take your empathy and waste it on, waste it on somebody who doesn't deserve it. You, you, you try to fix somebody. You give so much of yourself to somebody who doesn't deserve it. You, when you take pieces, you take too much of yourself. You start to break yourself. You start to tear yourself apart. You start to, to you used to be happy and joyful and funny and outgoing. Now you're just a shell of yourself because you gave in, you've changed so much for this person. You changed so much to be in a relationship with this person. You changed so much to, it could be a parent. It don't have to be an intimate relationship. You've changed so much to try to make this person love you, respect you and care for you and see your worth. Woo, there you go right there. See your worth. If only I can make them see my worth, they will be they would they would they will love me more. They will love me back more. Nope. They know your worth. They know your worth. They know your they know that you are a diamond. But diamonds are not as valuable to everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Diamonds are not as valuable to everybody. You hand me a 10 karat diamond, I'm taking it, I'm cashing it in, making all that money. But you hand somebody in the third world country that same 10 karat diamond, they're over there looking for food, water, an underdeveloped third world country, not just a third world country. They're looking for food, they're looking for water, they're looking for shelter. That diamond means nothing to them. They don't, think, they don't know they can sell that diamond. That diamond is valuable in the eyes of everybody else, but it doesn't have any kind of worth or value to that person because I can't eat this rock. What I'm going to do with this rock. This is a shiny rock. You mean, I mean, maybe I can crack it and make a weapon out of it, but they're not going to see the value and the worth in that diamond. They're going to throw it away. Throw it over their shoulder. What's this big rock? Throw it away. You can't make somebody else see your worth. Your worth is already there. Your worth is evident. You're just not as valuable to that person as you would be to somebody else. Possibly. You're just not as valuable to that person as somebody else as you would be to yourself. Because self-love is big, y'all. Self, when you're dealing with a narcissist, self-love is huge. I know. I'm, well, I don't forget what we're talking about. Open honesty. Yeah, I mean, it's the transition. Let's, let's just roll with it. Let's just roll with it. I love these open honesty. I love these roll with the talks when I get to rolling. And I feel it. You can feel the energy, can't you? So that's the situation you get into right there. Because like you, you give too much of yourself to that person. And then when you have nothing left, they leave you. They leave you broken, desecrated, destroyed. You have nothing left. You gave them everything that you had possible to give them. You gave them all your money. You gave them your youth. You gave them your teenagers, your prime of your life. You gave them all this time, effort, energy. And what do you get in return other than nothing except getting it discarded viciously? Now you've attached all your self-worth to this person. And they just take it and give it to somebody else. 
they take their self-worth, their love and appreciation. They take it and apply it to a different relationship. They take it and move on with someone else. And then guess what? You are broken. You're left broken, desecrated, sad, lonely, and wondering what happened. And then a lot of times y'all have kids and stuff like that. If it's a, ro- a romantic relationship, y'all have kids involved. Kids watching this stuff happen. happen. Kids watch. Kids watching this stuff transpire. They're watching you beg and plead and cry for for their mom or or their dad to love you. They're watching your your husband or wife um, embarrass you in front of them, the, desecrate you in front of them, make you feel worthless in front of them. Mommy's sorry as hell, son. Don't be like, don't find a woman like your mom right in front of you. And we you, you see here we stay in these relationships because this is all you know. The trauma bond. Here we go again with the trauma bond. The trauma bond. If you can acknowledge the trauma bond, you can break it. Sometimes, sometimes in these situations, y'all, I know it's harder to leave, and I don't tell everybody to leave. But it's harder to leave some of these situations where you have kids and so much stuff tied up. You got four or five kids, you haven't worked, and you don't have the time. Like it's, it's tough. Everybody's situation is tough, and I'm not, I'm not judging people. It's the people who don't know that the trauma bond exists that I be feeling kind of bad for. But the ones who know it exists and just willfully stay and try to get somebody to change their mind. Like I talked to a girl the other day. Oh my goodness! Saddest trauma bond. I'm just like I be feeling bad for some people. Some people in those situations. I'm just like, mm. you chose, you chose it. Mm. Now your son gets to watch up and watch the mommy get a, get treated terribly, and you create you creating somebody that treats you creating another version of the person that's treating you badly. The son watches the, uh, not even their dad treat treat their mom terribly, grows up to be like the man that treats the mom terribly. Y'all hear what I said? That's why I got silent. Because you weren't, we, we didn't have the strength to leave and choose better, choose a better life because we did because of the trauma bond. Now you created a trauma ridden child because you weren't strong enough to leave and strong enough to power up and get through this thing. We can do this stuff. Like I said, we can fight through the trauma bond. We can do this thing. Find a group. I know people. How do you break the trauma bond? And I'm not victim blaming because I know the trauma bond exists, but it's, it, know, it it annoys me to the point where I I become obsessive with it now. I have a very very addictive personality, and I'm addicted to the breaking the trauma bond now, and that's my goal now. So I want people to be strong enough to break it because I don't want people to turn out like me. I don't want kids of the new the next generation of me's, you know, self aware narcissists. Well, self, the self-aware ones, possibly, but not like the, just the unaware narcissists. They blame everybody else. I thought this was love because this is how my, my this is how my dad or my stepdad treated my mom. So this is I thought it was love. So you, you're not supposed to yell and scream in front of the kids. Oh, was my stepdad did it in front of my mom like every day? So I thought this was normal. Come on now, y'all. We got to empower ourselves to take our strength back and raise better children. We're creating these kids and stuff like that. So watch for the openly honest stuff in the beginning. Because if they tell you, if they openly can tell you that they've abused or cheated or did some manipulative stuff to somebody else, they will do it to you. They're just letting you know. They're preparing you for it. But we, you got the blinder zone, the love bomb blinder zone. You know I mean, you're getting love bombs, so you can't see it. You know what I mean? But you have to apply it better. You have to do it better. You have to be stronger. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I know this Sunday episodes are just, you know, Sunday so episodes don't do too well on YouTube, so I'll be trying to keep them short. <laughs> anyway, y'all, appreciate it. I thank y'all so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe for more. Be back tomorrow. Thanks.